Support for the show comes from Atlassian. With a new story about AI coming out seemingly every day, it can be hard to know what it all means for you and your job. Atlassian thinks there's a lot to be excited about in the AI-powered future. Even right now, Atlassian's AI-powered software can help you boost productivity by eliminating menial tasks, generating insights, and helping you find information about projects, policies, and processes. No matter if you're a team of two or two million, or if you're around the corner or on another continent, Atlassian software keeps everyone connected and moving together as one towards shared goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for Pivot comes from Pendo. Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on. Whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I am changing my name. Why? I am the explorer of the oceans of my rage and anger. I am the dog Cousteau. My new name. <laughs> my new name. Wait, where did... That's right. Do you realize how far I have evolved? This? Okay, let's look at Scott's major influences. TV, all right? All right, yep. Love the both. first show yeah. I ever watched was uh-huh. I Dream of Jeannie. Okay, mm-hmm. Jeannie, get in your bottle. Yes, I know, master. master. I know. And I then know. we got cable, and you know what I watched then? What? what? More. I dream of Jeannie. Okay. Then I evolved the Three's Company. Then Charlie's Angels. Oh, I God. mean, I am the fucking Alan Alda of podcasting compared to my upbringing. This is me too. I watched all those shows: Love Boat, Love American Style. Do you remember them? Do you remember all those things? That's it was right. a, it was, it was a, Come and uh, knock on my door. my door. Come and knock on my door. Uh, We've been waiting for you. Oh my God. Dog Cousteau. So all right. Dog In any Cousteau. case, thank you for that trip, everybody, to tell you how old we are. Today, we're going to unpack Twitter's confusing new policy. A star anchor is getting suspended indefinitely at CNN. We'll take a listener question about Tesla. And also today, the day we're taping is Dr. Jeffrey Swisher's birthday. So let, I want you to say happy Swish. Dr. Swish. He is his, his birthday. He's a great brother. I posted lovely pictures of him when he came to Hong Kong when I had a stroke. He flew right over, took care of me. He's a great brother. Nice. Happy birthday, Jeff. Yeah. He deserves well, He likes if being he on the was, Twitter. What if he was governor and needed your help? You would just ignore his calls? No. Sorry, I, couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. I, I, couldn't help it. You know what he wanted? Let me virtue signal about other people's families. Here's what he wanted. And let's see if you get the reference. He wanted a vagina tunnel for his birthday. What? You know, the, oh, from succession. Success, oh, God, that was good. Congratulations. You've just been born into the world of Kendall Roy. I'm sorry. Kendall's having a breakdown. Kendall is having a breakdown. Uh, keep watching. Keep watching. I don't know really? what else to You say. little saucy mint. Are I'm you a teasing saucy the dog? I am teasing the teasing dog. The anyway, dog? Jeff Swisher's birthday. Wish him a happy birthday on Twitter, everybody. You know, he's my he's in my what? speed dial. If I end up in jail, I call Preet. And if I end up in the hospital, I'm calling D. Swish. You should. He's very. He's a very good person. Yeah, very he's smart a Wonderful guy. man. He's a wonderful man. Yeah, anyway, uh, but first, the UK's competition watchdog has a mandate for Meta sell off Giphy. Ooh, Giphy's really important. That's a really cool company. The Competition and Markets Authority said that Meta's acquisition of Giphy would reduce competition between social media platforms. Obviously, these are gifts. Uh, Meta says it's considering an appeal in the next four weeks. Uh, what does Meta need Giphy for? Why not? Of course, you know, Twitter's got its version of things where you can pick gifs, uh, GIFs or whatever you call them. Um, so what do you think? What do you think? Well, in other news, South Africa you know, wants me to be general consul of Australia. What difference does it make with the UK? I, I don't understand yeah. Yeah. Uh, how a foreign country regulates the breakup of an entity that's domain somewhere else. Can yeah, they, if they be. don't do this, does this mean they can inhibit their business? I don't know what this means. Low-hanging or, what, fruit, I guess. But, you know, they should be focused on the big things. Meaning this is just little stuff. I mean, they should, there should be, there is an overall look at all their 
Uh, In in the European Union, there's one going on. There's a bill that's moving slowly to uh, completion that Marguerite Vestager is pushing, is sort of hip-checking into existence, um, which would look at that. But looking at at acquisitions over time is what a real smart group of lawmakers need to do that, not take, you know, shoot off Giphy or whatever. It's probably going to be around Instagram or WhatsApp Mm -hmm. or something significant. So whatever, UK. UK's been tough on Facebook, though. You know that. How about it? How about it? Whatever. They've been tough on Facebook, comparatively. Anyway. It's done uh, a lot of good, too. Yeah. It's done a lot of good. Let's have the new CEO of Instagram go testify. Maybe like Jack Dorsey leaving Twitter, it will happen someday Jesus Christ. And your Twitter space is saying, what a bunch of sycophants you invited on. Not only roommates, but sycophants. (laughs) They are Talking about, well, maybe Jack decided to go do crypto. He was fucking fired. All right. Okay. Let me get People, this. You know, I got into a beef on Twitter about you saying that with someone. I, I don't. I forget who well, it was. Oh, okay. But he was hold calling on. you. He said, "I am. I, I shouldn't be affiliated with you." And I, oh, I said, I, "I said." Well, this I is, mean, first off, that's that is good I'm judgment. But I'm right yeah. on Jack Dorsey. No, no, I know, but he was all up in my grill about your thoughts on Jack Dorsey. In any case, what a guy I, who is treating a company like a seventy CEO treated a golf course swing by on Wednesday you know, and on Sundays. Life is complex. Some of the so, things he's done oh, are good. Some this of is not bad. that complex. Hold on, a second. hold on. <laughs> okay. I have a good friend. <laughs> At okay. Twitter, who's a senior executive there. Yeah, okay. Very talented guy. Okay, A right. ton of options. Okay. A ton of options professionally. Could have gone to work for Google, mm-hmm. Snap, mm-hmm. the New York Times, Pinterest. Right. And over the last five years, he has not increased his wealth, nor has yeah. anyone of oh, the 5,000 employees at Twitter. Stock punishment? What, why did you he are a fiduciary for other people's economic well-being, not for your own raging narcissism using a company as your plaything, and I can't get over the number of apologists for this bullshit behavior. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. It's not a plaything. Oh my goodness, it's more complex. Oh, it was a total plaything for Jack. It's not your thing, is it? It isn't. It was not a plaything. Total really, plaything. Ten no, percent of no. his time. Uh, no, I, I get that part. I, 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 that there he lost me. But what he made is really nobody else made that. He so invented it. Good for him. All right. Well, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's he got a billion good. dollars for it. Yes, Does that sure. mean that right. 20 years, okay. 15? Okay, here, just a quick stat, quick fun All stat. Right. All right. In 2013. I know business is business. But hold on. In 2013, stuff. when Twitter yeah. went public, on the day of the IPO, mm-hmm. it closed at 45 bucks. Yeah. Do you know what it is today? $42. I know. $45. I know. I wrote this in my column. Name a I tech know. company that is trading below its IPO yes. price. I got it. I got it. Oh, but I he's got it. beard oils, and he's, he's a thoughtful <laughs> okay. guy that speaks in, right. speaks in you know hushed what? tones. He's moved on to block. That's just weird. Who do you work for? Block. I no, work but, for Block. <laughs> H&R. Remember, remember the ads? Speaking of old people, remember the ads? H&R Block? Shh. You know, I, I, there was, no, that there was, was E.F. HR... Hutton. That was oh, e. you're right. Oh, my God. E. Hutton. My... <laughs> you're so old, you're losing it. Listen to me. There's, here's you're losing someone, your cultural references. Listen to me. Here's someone you're going to have a hard time insulting. Stacey Abrams says she's running for governor of Georgia. Oh, gangster. Here's an announcement. That's the job of governor, to fight for one Georgia, our Georgia. And now it's time to get the job done. In her last run, Abrams lost to Governor Brian Kemp by just 1.4 points. Kemp will likely run again, but without the support of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is after him trying to get Herschel. Who's it, Herschel Walker? I don't know. Whatever. No, he's trying to get him to run for center. But Donald Trump is after Kemp, which is interesting. Georgia under Kemp implemented a strict new voting law since the last time she ran. Could make it harder for people to vote. Uh, she was. He's, she's been running a, a group that tries to fight that and did, was quite effectively during the Senate uh, races, which she is lauded for uh, creating, uh, getting uh, Ralph Warnick, for example, in office. Trump obviously is still mad at Kemp for not delivering Georgia, and he half joked about supporting Abrams as revenge. I think he likes Stacey Abrams. Uh, is he crazy enough to do it? I don't know. Tell me what you think. I love. I really like Stacey Abrams. I love Stacey Abrams. I think she's re- the real deal, as they say. There are so many people. I mean, what's the definition? of being a citizen or the definition of character. It's doing the right thing when no one's looking or helping people who will never even know you help them. Stacey Abrams is one of those people. Why? Because without her, without Mm -hmm. her, Mm -hmm. the Republicans would control the Senate. And none of this shit, whether it was child tax credit, any voter, any attempt to push back on these mendacious voter laws masquerading as that shouldn't masquerade as anything Mendacious. other than than poorly poorly veiled racism. We mm-hmm. owe that to Stacey Abrams, yeah. who did a put on a masterclass around voter turnout in Georgia, where we flipped 
not one, but I believe we flipped both, or did we hold on to one? Anyway, Stacey Abrams, people, Stacey Abrams is someone, regardless of of whether or not she wins here, should go down as someone who has added a great deal yeah. of value to the Commonwealth. I think she might win. I think she's going to be president. I hope so. That's my feeling. I will. I will support her. Will you support I support her? I will absolutely president? support her. She's, she. I have interviewed her many times, and I have to say, I interviewed way before she got famous. I was so wildly impressed, and I've interviewed a lot of people. This was when she was just uh, head of the Georgia Senate. Um, I was. Mm-hmm. I, I had never been more wildly impressed by someone, and it wasn't like you know how someone just convinces you and they're uh, surfacey. This woman is has got layers, like layer mm-hmm. after layer after layer of intelligence that's just beyond. And she's also odd and weird with her Star Trek thing and her writing. Mm-hmm. Romance. I just find her fascinating. She's she is who she is, and I like that about about her. I think she's but very strategic, and she has a really smart team around her. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you know, I think what she has to avoid is looking like an elite. She has a very uh, interesting uh, needle to thread. Also in election news, by the way, speaking of which, someone you probably can't say bad things about, Dr. Oz is running for Senate in Pennsylvania, even though he lives in New Jersey. Why can't uh, I say bad things about him? Oh, you can. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. saying you can't find a good thing to say about him. He's a, he is a oh, So you want to hear my view? quack. Yeah, go ahead. Want to hear my view? Yeah. I 100% am going to support Mehmet Oz. I'm going to give money to the campaign. And I will put my name on it, despite the immense amount of shit I'll get, including from your brother. <laughs> I've oh, known- no. I have known Mehmet Oz and his family for over 25 years. Oh, no. He's a good man. He's a great husband. He's a great father. And not only that, we need more centrists on both sides. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mehmet Oz. Count me, count me as a supporter. I don't know. This, this, he's, lean, he's Trump leaning. He's uh, No, no. I, we're going to really part ways on this one. He has That's peddled okay. so much snake oil. And his stuff around COVID was very problematic. And I'm not like speaking like this. It, it was, I don't know what happened to him. I have to say, I don't know what happened to him. And I don't uh, think, by the way, he doesn't live in Pennsylvania. As someone who was born in Pennsylvania, my family's well, either does Senator Clinton. I mean, well, come on. you know what? I don't like, I don't love any of it. I don't love any of that. Right. I don't love any. It's it's opportunistic. And his like bear hug of Trump is gross. Like he did, he's not a well, Trump What supporter. choice do they have, Kara? They do have a choice. They do. What Republican they has do. not bear hugged Trump? And, and not, they do. it has not been a bear hug. It's been a mild hug. It really, he was mm-hmm. not the Trump endorsed candidate. What? First, let's, let's throw that out there. Two, and let me be clear, on the junk science stuff and the attempt to grab attention because mm-hmm. he was running a show every day, he fucked up. And I think mm-hmm. he knows that and he's paid a price for it. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to continue to look at every frame of everyone's life and cancel them based on one stupid decision, this is a guy. I'm not canceling him. I think he's a consistent need, oaf. We need more doctors. We need oaf. more healthcare professionals. We need more centrists and moderates on both sides of the aisle. We need people with character. Agree. Who demonstrate professional Agreed. excellence. I wish someone. He fucked who, up. He's paid a huge price. That doesn't mean he shouldn't He shouldn't serve in public. You know who I'm going to give money to? If you're giving money, even though you're richer than me, I'm going for John Fetterman. I'm going for John Fetterman. That's who oh, I'm yeah? giving money to. I love John. I did a great interview with him. I think he's also the real deal. Say he's more. Really, I, I don't. I don't know. He much is about the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, and he's got yep. that. He's speaking of cool beers. He's got one. Um, he's just great. He's a, he's a Bernie Sanders supporter. He's more to the left, but he's not. He's really he's fantastic. Like interesting uh, character. Longtime Pennsylvanian. Uh, really, the working class were really attracted to him. He's very um, got a really interesting family. He's a fa- also a family man, um, just a fascinating guy, and very much trying to help his the town he lives in in Pennsylvania again. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I, John, I think you would like, take a take a gander at John Fetterman. Just do that. The other guy's running is the, is the centrist. I'm on Team Oz. And bring it on, everybody. I'm on Team Oz. In any case, with Dr. Oz, TV stations in Cleveland, New York, and Philadelphia announced they'll pull his show to comply with FCC's mm-hmm. equal time rule. I, I just, th- you know what? The right wing person's going to get the get the nod, I suspect. Uh, next, David Marcus is leaving Meta. Uh, I like David Marcus. He was running their cryptocurrency efforts, DM mm-hmm. and Libra. And he previously oversaw Messenger. He's been in payments for a long time. He was, uh, I like David. And I think he was quietly agonized. That would be my guess about him. He was over to the side, not dealing with a lot of the other stuff and oversaw some really interesting stuff. Not, although, um, you know, didn't get as much attention, but uh, I suspect it's the beginning of more people leaving. Yeah. You know, I'm I down, but it, they put out, he put out this press statement and I'm like, okay, so you were there for six years, worked on something and it never launched. That's got to be frustrating. Wasn't the focus. Yeah. I like David. He's a very canny person, and I, 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 I suspect he was like one of those people you talk about, which is, where do you work? 
where do you work? You know, in Silicon Valley. He's, he's, got, he's an entrepreneur. He'll, he'll do just fine. Here's, the, I think, the cloud. I mean, let's be honest. Anyone who's still at Facebook mm-hmm. has made rationalizations for damaging the co- Commonwealth and massively increasing teen depression. Yes, They've, they have kind of, I don't want to say sold their soul, but just come to, come to an agreement, and I empathize with this, that I need to make a living, and I think, or maybe I think I can change this organization for the better. Fine. But what is probably really going to be damaging to them is that I think a lot of people are coming to the conclusion that after its incredible stock run-up, that the stock just might come under pressure over the next 6 to 12 months. Mm -hmm. And that I think probably a lot of executives who look at their opportunities say, well, I'm going to go find the next next gig where I can – you know, run a stock from 10 to 300 as I did yeah. here. Yeah, he's a, he's David's an entrepreneur. It'll be interesting. I mean, what do you say? Like, for example, people at the Wall Street Journal and Rupert Murdoch, like they do great work at the Wall Street Journal. Are they facilitating that? Are they, you know what I mean? It's one of these things, unfortunately. Awful people own laudable things. I, I, I We left because <laughs> of that, but uh, but me and Walt, but it still is, I don't begrudge anyone who's- That's the mother of all false analogies, the Wall Street Journal No, 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 but it, it, it was something we, when you say when people are at a company and a part that has nothing to do with the other part, this, what he was doing had nothing to do with, we're very disputatious today. I see this is happening because you love Dr. Oz. Oh, I'm God, riled I can't up. Believe this. I'm riled I can't up. Believe this. Maybe I will cancel you. Anyway, David Marcus will see great things from him, I suspect. CEOs and insiders have sold $69 billion of their stock since January, making 2021 a record breaking year. For super sellers are behind more than 35% of all sales. Guess who? But these are regular sales, though Musk, Bezos, Zuckerberg, and the yeah. Waltons. Um, they've got all this cash. Musk sale is not regular. Yes. Remember on yes. stage when he told you he would be the. No, we're not arguing about this. He, he, he was accurate yeah. of what he was saying. He was accurate. He had to sell. In any case, he didn't have to do his dumb poll. That is correct. Um, so, uh, so what, what? What do you think about all this selling? It's just take your take your money. Look, almost every metric that comes out, almost every every piece of financial data, whether it's valuations, price earnings multiples, or the amount of money being sold, or the percentage of companies that are unprofitable going public, we're setting new records or. The, the chart looks dramatically yeah. like where we were in 99 and 2007. And here's the thing. CEOs are generally very bright mm-hmm. people who understand the company really well. There are planned sales yeah, where you're just diversifying and getting liquidity. But there are also sales, though, where insiders say the stock's trading at a healthy valuation. And it's just good financial planning yeah. right now. It's I, I tell a lot of management teams that I'm on the board of, if we're even if we're doing a, a private mm-hmm. raise, take some money off the yeah. table because this might not be the top, but it is a very good time to sell. Mm-hmm. And usually, it's not a good forward-looking indicator of market performance when insiders are selling. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing they have to disclose. But it's just, it's just striking how reminiscent all of this is of oh, 99 no. and 2007. Oh, no. Oh, well. Okay. Well, we'll hold see. on to your hat. But when, when guys... When guys and gals like us yeah. say that, uh, watch out, that usually means the market's going to go up another yes, that's 40%. True. The key question exactly. is, is this, we know 2000 is coming. Mm-hmm. The question is, is it 1997 or 1999, yeah. right? It's, anyways, um, we'll see. Do you we'll know see. what Kara we'll she does? She doesn't look at it at all for years, for decades. Just lets it sit That's there. That's smart. That's and a good investment strategy. Pos- and hopefully it'll it'll time it right when I've decided to retire, which is never at this point. So it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I just have to keep earning. So uh, time for our first big story. Twitter unveiled a new anti-harassment policy this week that left users very confused. I was quite confused. In a vague statement, Twitter said it would, quote, not allow the sharing of private media such as images or videos of private individuals without their consent, unquote. The announcement immediately raised questions about how the social network could handle images of everything from concerts to police brutality. A Twitter spokesman clarified a few points. Consent is assumed until someone reports their own image being used maliciously. Public figures will still be fair game and likely include police officers. Very confusing. And now I can't be posting all those embarrassing pictures of Scott Galloway that I have. Um, Hello. It's possible. This is like, I just, it's, I see what they're, what the goal is, but how unenforceable can you make something? I literally read this statement and I thought this feels as if it was written by someone who was working at the firm 10% of their time. Mm. I just couldn't, I <laughs> just, just could Do you get this shit? I get, I get uh, the idea of to... safety is people putting malicious pictures up. Okay, they have, you get the they idea should do it on a case by case basis. Like, I, I, you know, I. They're a media company. Yeah. They should have an editorial board mm-hmm. to make decisions. Yeah. Anyways, I, don't, I, I, 
All I did when I read this policy, it seems to me this statement is like PR hell where they got a bunch of lawyers and a bunch of uh, their comms people in a room and said, that's okay, confused. here's something that sort of makes sense. And now let's all shape it into something that makes no sense. Yeah. I, I just couldn't understand what they were trying to get to here. I did, I did not get it. I think it's quite confusing. And it said it will leave images up if it, quote, adds value to the public discourse being shared in public interest or relevant community, but it didn't define any of those terms. It's typical of these people. We don't know what the rules are. We don't. It's like, can you stop at this stop sign or not this stop? It's a stop button, but it's not a stop sign, Kara, kind of thing, which I blow through them all. But how will Twitter balance social concerns here? And why are they deciding? It just wades them into... I don't know. They should just like, if people complain about maliciousness, they should have an investigative editorial team that deals with it and makes calls as best as they can. This seems very confusing. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. They have to deal with safety. Safety is important. But I, and again, you you don't want to begrudge people uh, feeling unsafe on that platform. I've been one of the big pushers about that issue. Um, but it's really um, weird. It was not well done. Not well done. Right after Jack was leaving, there might be some weird timing here. You know what, Paul? You know what my favorite policy was the New York Times um, when social media was burgeoning mm-hmm. and they were trying to figure out what their a policy for their journalists in terms of the use of social media. They still don't have. Nobody has a good. Yeah, one, but go I ahead. thought the policy was mm-hmm. great. The policy was use your common sense. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I love yeah. that. But then when it got into practice, that. very confusing. <laughs> Very confusing. Tough. It is. Yeah. It's very confusing. Once you give people a little bit of like, hey, get out there and show your show yourself, it it creates a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a pushback. Washington Post had a real problem around uh, tweets and this and that. So it's 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 an co- ongoing problem. But this policy does not help the situation. All right, Scott. Let's go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the trouble at CNN and take a listener mail question. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from Atlassian. One of our customers who produces pizza at a very large scale all across the world. Believe it or not, they use AI to review the quality of the pizzas that are created. That goes through a workflow that scans the images of the pizzas and makes sure they visually look like what they should. So it's pretty cool. That's Sharif Mansour, Atlassian's head of AI. Sharif thinks there's a lot for companies to be excited about on the AI-generated horizon, spanning everything from making pizza to producing podcasts like the one you're listening to now. There'll be far more jobs created on the other side of this revolution. Instead of a world of less, Sharif envisions an AI-powered world of more. In everyone's day job, they're moving from doing the thing to often being an architect of the thing. It unleashes the potential of every human. And I think we can go from a world where few people have access to a high level of intelligence to a lot more people having access to this information. AI is really giving everyone on the planet more resources to do great things. And I'm very optimistic about that opportunity that lies ahead. Transform teamwork with the power of AI-human collaboration. Start using Atlassian intelligence for your Atlassian products like Jira and Confluence now. Learn more at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N dot com. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Scott, we're back with our second big story. CNN has suspended anchor Chris Cuomo indefinitely, whatever that means. Newly released documents show the close level of coordination between Chris Cuomo and the team defending his brother, then Governor Andrew Cuomo from accusations of sexual harassment. Chris Cuomo used his resources as a journalist to gather information on Andrew's accusers. The younger Cuomo discussed his suspension on his radio show. Let's play a clip. Uh, It's embarrassing, but I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. Well, I'm so sorry he's embarrassed and it hurts him. 
but he misbehaved. The documents came from, uh, apparently, from these documents, but there's going to be an internal investigation, not an outside one. They're doing it internally at, at CNN. Um, it came from the attorney general's investigation, and it seems like he did a little more than he told his bosses that he did, which is a problem. I think apparently Jeff Zucker's furious. We should mention that Scott has a show on CNN Plu launching next year, but is not. Uh, I don't think you were involved with it. You're on. You've, you've been on Anderson Cooper show. Anderson Cooper show is going to be made longer, and they'll find someone to go in that slot. Maybe Jake Tapper, who in an interview with me complained about Chris Cuomo's behavior uh, months ago, said it was a real problem. He created a real problem for people there. So. Scott, what do you uh, what do you think? I mean, I know he's defending his brother, but yeesh, gabish, I don't know. Oh uh, well, I mean, there's literally absolutely no upside to me saying anything yeah. about <laughs> okay. this. Only downside. Right. So, but like that's gonna yeah, stop me. I don't me. think it should. That I'd would, love to know what you think. Well, look, I, I don't. I'm not that close to the situation, and as someone who's not a journalist, I don't. I can't. I don't think I can speak thoughtfully to what is the right decorum in not terms this. of a journalist and conflicts. Yeah, I, I I know enough to know that this is not kosher. What what I would say is that I, I totally am, I don't know Chris Cuomo. I like him and I like his show. The, the, what I would say is that when it comes to family, I'm not going to say he did the right thing. I empathize with what he did. I also think that CNN is doing the right thing. I, I think it's possible that occasionally you have just a bad situation that involves bad decisions I, I think he's. I think Chris Cuomo has handled this well. I think he's acknowledged the problem and is trying to take responsibility. In a certain way, I understand why he did it. When your when your sibling calls and needs help, I think you correctly maybe lose some judgment filter here. Mm. It's family, and I think people say, "Well, it's the governor, or it's the guy who did this." It's it's your brother calling you. Anyway, I don't. Uh, I, but I don't. You should take this before I get canceled. I, yeah, I get my show canceled again before I, it airs. I think he should be fired. I think this is ridiculous. He seemed to have pr- sort of downplayed it, and then these documents mm-hmm. come out, and I'm, he embarrassed Jeff Zucker, who had been his big supporter. Um, I know he's mm-hmm. the most popular thing on that channel, but nonetheless, I, I, is that right? I, is his show? Yeah, his I think show's so. Number one? I believe so. He's more. He's more. Uh, popular in AC? I believe so. But he's one of the top ones. In any case, look, uh, look, this is just, if he was, like someone pointed out on Twitter, if he was an intern, he'd be gone. Like he, anyone else, he'd be gone. Like gone, gone, gone. And he, for, to, to, to underplay right. it like this to his bosses and underplay it to the public, he was helping. Yeah. This is like not a little helping. It's not like, he could have done anything to in those emails to say, you know, this is really a problematic for me. I'm not going to talk, but good luck. And I support you as a brother. Yeah. He could have done that. But let me check that. Let me find out when the story's coming in. Let me do this. And then he put it in emails, which you're like, are you, you're also dumb, right? right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I just feel like, um, it is fair for to expect a journalist to set that aside with the family. Um, you can support someone emotionally. Um, it's sort of like uh, Kavanaugh sitting behind his friend. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Joel Kaplan sitting behind Kavanaugh at the mm-hmm. hearings. He shouldn't have done mm-hmm. it. He, I know he's his friend. He could like he can pat him in the back room, you know, and be there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sh- he is also a Facebook executive, and it looked terrible. Um, so I I mean again I get it. But I don't get it. This guy has, this guy, you know, CNN is caught up in all kinds of scandals around several of their anchors. So it seems like this guy should go. And I, I know internally at CNN, they're whore of the other journalists. They put the other journalists in a terrible position. They become a target for the right, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, yeah, uh, you know, even though they point out at Fox, Sean Hannity can campaign at Trump rallies and nothing happens to him. Well, guess what? Those are Fox News's rules. So whatever. And I don't think it's like as no, I, look, as Tucker Carlson. Let me just finish. Will, Tucker Carlson was saying, you know, I'm he's sorry, being God. taken out by the woke mom. Bullshit. He, he look. Tucker Carlson wouldn't know an ethic ethic if it fell on top of his, mm-hmm. you know, his his mm-hmm. his blockhead. Speaking of blocks, but this is mm-hmm. so clear that anyone below this guy would have been fired in a New York minute and has been. So what I will say is, and this is my limited experience so far with CNN, is they take. Um, so I've worked with a lot of networks, and CNN standards are yes. very high. Agreed. Um, whenever I go on a show, whenever I cite data, they immediately say, you know, they ask me and my team for references, and they fact check all the data. And when I've gone on other networks, um, I, it might be just a resource issue. No, but CNN they're, they're has not a famous, as, famous checking. Amanda, my wife, worked there, yeah. used to work there, and they had this system for stories that she did. She was an editor that was mm-hmm. really so impressive. 
like they're fact checking, they're yeah. legal. It's it's an insult to the people who do that there. I think that he would try to be this oily um, and and try to squeeze out of this. Um, I I get it. I mean, I again, he's he's a good brother, but oof, oof, wrong side of this thing completely. Wrong side of this thing, and I, I think I find that the media is obsessed with each mm. other. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say this isn't a big story, but the media just obsesses over each other. Does America really care? No, I don't no but I think it's just look. Like we shouldn't go. Oh, Fox is messy, therefore we can be. Like no, agreed. No, mm, I don't care what they do. But agreed. It just there is an issue though. I I do get it. I, I I think it's great that we on the left and including media networks that want to be fair and balanced. And I actually think the Wall Street Journal. It, it does a pretty good job also of being trying to be balanced and have pretty good standards, but distinct of their ownership. Um, but it just strikes me that, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about, it's like the the crazies on the far right and the journalists is like, we've given up on them, but the people in the middle who are moderates, we can save them. Let's throw them, let's throw them into the purity fire. No, it's not purity. Scott, come on. This is, he lied. <laughs> he lied to his Here bosses. No, it's not Here purity. It There's a thing called journalistic ethics that we try to hew to. And we aren't always successful, mm. but boy, is this a violation. Like, I, I, it's an enormous, enormous violation of that. Well, okay. Let, let, me, let me go back to my initial statement. I, I empathize with him, and I think CNN is right. <laughs> you know, it, to your point, they have standards, and they, they're clear about their standards, and he clearly, it feels like, crossed the yeah. line. Well, they have to do an investigation, and that's what they should do. I wish it was independent, but fine. But, you know, I remember—you know what I remember on the last point on this is when the Washington Post had that mess around Janet Cook. I was a young—I was in college at the time. They did—what a screw-up that was, right? That was a terrible screw-up, this fake story, et cetera. This is like journalistic history that—I did not take this class. And I'm sorry, what happened? All right, she wrote a story about a crack kid with, that was was given crack by his uh, mother's boyfriend. It was all made up. The whole thing was made up, and it was a oh, gripping story. Boy, I read the whole thing when I was in college. And they ended up doing this. And it ended up, it was all bullshit, It was all right? bullshit, right? They drove her around. She yeah. couldn't find the place. It was fiction. fiction. It ex- <laughs> and I have to say, it was gripping. Yeah. But they did an investigation. If you ever want to read something amazing, they did this long investigation of it, and I was— I thought that they didn't, inter- I think it was, they didn't have an outside person either. But boy, was it really a good, it was a good read. And in, in, I read it in journalism ethics class, essentially. And so it's it's worth reading. It's incredibly long what happened. And they really showed what happened. And I thought it was, they, look, the press doesn't always get it right, but it's not a purity test. To It's like doctors. You hew to see, like if you like keep leaving instruments in people, you need to be looked at. Like it's not, oh, I'm, don't be so pure about people leaving instruments in people, but- I'm sorry, leaving. Well, instruments I'm saying you're doing this purity test thing. It's like let's attack like like because we it's not purity. Leaving it's instruments in people. It's the, well, you know, doctors. Are you getting enough sleep? I'm getting enough leaving sleep. instruments. No, in people? you know what I'm saying. Like we 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 expect <laughs> scalpel. <laughs> oh, it's in his torso. <laughs> that happens a lot more than you think. In case your doctor Swisher really? will tell you. Um, but okay. I'm saying everyone should have standards for their work, and in this case, he it looks All like right. he violated them, and if so. And maybe you can run that show, and you and Anderson could be like do a little handoff. It'll be great. It was a little bit of win win. I don't know if you saw last night, but AC three sixty went two hours. Oh. Hello, I AC. know it's, it's all it's Hello. just for Scott. And by the way, you could be the the host, and it's you could be the Scott. host because no one expects no, that, purity that, from I, you. I can almost guarantee that will never it, happen. It, that would Kara. be so cool. That would be I would because I know uh, what you're you know what you're. I am getting. not meant for live TV. I think it would I am be not meant for live TV. A I have a face for podcasting. Yes. By the way, I have met Chris Cuomo. He is very, He's handsome. very handsome. That counts for a lot. Okay. He is very right, we're handsome. We're going to move on. And with a listener question, we're not gonna, we're not agreeing today. This guy. is a non-agreement day, which is good. Um, totally jacked. Listen to me. Let's pivot to a listener question. This one came via email. You've got, you've got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you, you've got mail. Is Elon Musk becoming a liability for Tesla? I have several friends who would like to buy a solid electric car, but are not willing to give a dollar to Musk and his bro culture. Musk has tweeted vulgar statements about U.S. elected officials, and he and his stance have attacked U.S. Uh, auto regulators. He is also at a point that he is over-promising and under-delivering Cybertruck, Tesla, Semi, full self-drive. If I were an investor, I would be seriously worried about an unfiltered mess in Musk and what is happening with President Xi and the CCP. Now that the production of Tesla cars is at a mature stage, is he the future of the company. Oh, I'm letting you take this one. I, you have a car, so you tell me, Scott. Tell this person. Uh, so uh, we have a Model X Falcon, and it's interesting to spend $120,000 on a product, and then the CEO starts calling you names on Twitter. <laughs> I've never had that happen before. But you love it, right? Um, you love it. 
You know what? I I I initially I thought all right. My initial response was going to be zero fucks given, yeah. but I do actually kind of enjoy yeah. it. Um, uh, you always said as long as people are punching down, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, but oh. uh, look, I I, I, <laughs> I do a prediction stack yeah. every year, and I just can't help it. One of my predictions this year, oh, no. I think in twenty twenty two, and let's bring on the flying monkeys yeah. uh, in their in their Tesla bots. Yeah. Here you go. If if Tesla goes down 50%, oh, no. it will still be overvalued. Yeah. And what's so interesting is, uh, so the lesson here, total addressable market is a huge component of valuation. What is the TAM of, mm. a, of a company's opportunity in a marketplace for growth? And essentially, Rivian, um, Lucid, and Tesla, the kind of the assumption, if you were to call them automobile companies, if their TAM was the auto market, you would say that these three companies are going to produce every EV vehicle and EVs are going to go from 1% or 2% to 80% in the next 20 years. So instead, they're very smart. They have this massively impressive sleight of hand where they say, no, our TAM isn't the automobile market, much less the EV market. It's climate change. Mm -hmm. We're in the business of climate change. Yeah. And the valuations these companies have managed to uh, – I'm a believer in markets. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about markets and fundamentals is eventually they reattach to something called fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And when these companies begin to reattach to fundamentals, you're going to see just an unbelievable recalibration and step down. I said that at 100 bucks a share. I want to acknowledge it's now at 1100 yeah. bucks a share. I couldn't have been more wrong. By the way, something really funny. I just put a deposit on a Rivian. Mm -hmm. I think more competition is coming yeah. in. That just the amount you of money put here. put a deposit from, on a Rivian. Wow, why? And it was hilarious this this really funny Twitter handle called VC Braggs mm -hmm. goes put out my tweet and said I put out a screenshot of my my confirmation mm -hmm. on it and they put out a thing that said rest in peace Rivian <laughs> and a picture of me. <laughs> In a Rivian or a picture of me ordering a Rivian. Oh, my God. But look, the, the marketplace, a 1.1, whatever it is, trillion-dollar market cap company uh, that it just seems so outsized here is attracting all sorts of sharks, ranging from Tim Cook to Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. And you got to think at some point that at some point that puts pressure, margin pressure yeah, on the company. So to their credit, what Tesla is accomplished is incredible. Tesla is now this year probably going to outsell Mercedes, yeah. which is just just staggering. But it's is it worth five or ten times what Mercedes yeah. is worth? You know, I, know I think you're high on your Jack Dorsey situation. <laughs> I think you're going to JD. This I'm is high on JD. JD that you won on that one. <laughs> but as to his and Apple acquires Peloton. Yes, I know. Apple That's acquires good. Peloton. That is going to happen more than this is. Um, so as to his, let me just answer the question of the listener. Uh, as to his vulgar statements and the and his bot his stands. I don't know what to say. This is him. He's not changed. So if you don't like that, don't you can like choose not to buy things of companies you don't like. Uh, it's a great car. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to make overpromising, underdelivering. I don't think so. I think he's delivered a lot more than most people. Of course, you know he's 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 like a I wouldn't call him P.T. Barnum because that's not quite right. But he's like he get he like it's it's good to like think big. It's good to think big. And so Cybertruck, Tesla Semi, good for him. Yeah, I don't care. Agree. It's fine just to be like lots of people have been like that. Look, He's not cheating anybody. Good for good for business. He's not cheating. Good for business. Good for the planet. Yeah. A visionary. Yeah. Stock wildly overvalued. Um, one thing, we can hold all of those thoughts in our head at the tweets, same time. I, look, they are what they are. That's and it's a long time. And no, a fifty year old man with seven kids acting like an eight year old. Mm -hmm. That's been a good business strategy because it creates a lot of awareness like. for his products. It's what he's like. It's not. It's not What's a that? strategy. He's like that. He is a hundred percent like that. So uh, it's been an amazing strategy. It has. But I mean, I, I agree. It's authentic. Yeah. But I mean, what <laughs> he is literally in the public discourse, as evidenced by this conversation every day, which creates tremendous awareness. Yeah. I mean, do you, can you name this? Who's the CEO of Ford? Yeah. yeah. Do you know? Oh, it's um, it just changed. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Mary Barra exactly. at GM, right? General Motors. Mary Barra, yeah. right. It, it, look, it, it's it, the strategy, unfor and unfortunately, I just don't think it serves as a good role model for upcoming entrepreneurs. It's like, yeah. just be famous. It's it's yeah. sort of the Kim Kardashian. Just be, just Although, just look, she's say got some anything. accomplishments you might not like, or same thing with Elon, you know. Kim? No, I think Kim's, I think the Kardashians are underrated, Yeah, actually, I have all along thought that. So I think they're smarter than people think. Uh, and we're going to get push back on that, but I don't care. Um, so one of the things he does, like he recently told employees at SpaceX that the company faces bankruptcy due to production displays. He did this at Tesla. He gets- Did you get that? What's going on Because he does there? that. He gets all worked up. He did that. Remember a couple of years when he was exhausted and then he cried at the New York Times? 
symptoms and was talking about that the co- the companies. I think he did an interview with me kind of right after when he got some sleep, where he's like, "I just get all up in people's grill," and this it's his. That's a tactic of his for sure, and I think it's genuine again. But he sleeps on the floor of the production facility, etc. Um, he's an intense dude, people. So if you don't like his jam, don't buy yeah, but, his car. I don't know what. But just going back to the business side of this, that. I look at Tesla, and I think there's all sorts of well-capitalized, great companies coming yes, for that, that is a pie that he has grown dramatically. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, I think SpaceX is highly differentiated. And if you look at, essentially, if you look at satellites, the number of satellites that we're going to need to launch, it's going to go from like 3,000 to 50,000 over the next 10 years. And uh, what what I what Tesla's differentiation is is quickly eroding. I think SpaceX has massive moats and differentiation. Specifically, if you look at the cost per kilogram mm-hmm. to put stuff into orbit, SpaceX is just killing it. So I, and this is going to be another one of my predictions. I think within I don't know what the time frame is. I think SpaceX is going to be worth more than Tesla. Interesting. That's a good prediction. So, we'll get to that in a uh, second. It's let me just say this guy is an, a real entrepreneur. Everyone, you know, there's all these people oh, who are no like, doubt. Uh, you know, he's all no. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. And he can't control. You said it. You know what? something you said? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Go I'm going to quote you. You said something that really struck me, and I let my emotions get in the way of kind of a rational thought. You said you said once, I think about a year ago, you said, it's not like he's he's invented a photo sharing yeah. app. You know, he's trying to put people on Mars. He's trying to right. create electric cars. He is doing very important work. Yeah. Nobody liked Edison. Let's try to keep that in mind. What an asshole he was. Is that was. right? Oh, total that right? asshole. I didn't know that. Totally. Go, go back and really look at stuff. He, and also hyped everything. Mm-hmm. But you know the light bulb. So thanks, Edison. Like it's just, and and the movie the camera and the this and then that. So uh, Edison was just he is so much like Edison. It's crazy. It's not you know not as tinkery of course, but still, um, it, Edison was terrible about doing stuff like this and always doing sneaky stuff. Anyway, you can read some very good biographies mm-hmm. of him. Anyway, that was a good question. Send us more if you've got a question you're curious about. Go to nymag.com/pivot and submit it to the show. All right, Scott. One more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Okay, Scott, give us this week's prediction. You just sort of gave it, right? SpaceX, or maybe not. Oh, there's so much. Um, SpaceX, oh, well, that's, this is like probably a three to five mm-hmm. year. I think SpaceX ultimately ends up being worth more than Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about 
uh, CNN. Mm-hmm. I think that within 12 months, mm. the new discovery is a plus as it's envisioned is going to be either broken up or taken over. It, it, this thing's just going to be so ripe, it's going to fall off the tree. Mm-hmm. And I actually think what, in the next mean? 90 What's days- falling off what tree? To what hand? To what ground? Well, if you look at the the, the new discovery plus as it's envisioned, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just not going to survive as an independent company because yeah, the shareholder base- is used to the dividends and the steady growth of an analog digital company or an old media company that's ad supported, which is steady cash flows. And the cost they're gonna, the the investments they're gonna need to make to move to streaming, their shareholder base isn't gonna be able to stomach. It'll throw up in an earnings call, the you stock will that. get hammered. And it's the only media asset in the world right now that has these assets. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, HBO, CNN. That is that is in play because everything else dual class shareholders. Yeah. So it's just going to every shark in the world. So Twitter, as you said last week. Well, and that's really? my next. I'm making a lot of predictions within 90 days, Kara. Mm-hmm. Within I'm 90 days, there's going to be an offer for Twitter because uh, this all this bullshit with Jack and Elliot kind of ossified the company or put it into a period of stasis. Now that they have a new relatively owned CEO from in- internally, the stock's down. It's just, it's a fucking dinner bell. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Da dog Cousteau. Can I read you something? Okay, go ahead. And why not take a gander given the huge trove of data that Twitter sits atop globally and its unique worldwide digital distribution system? While the company execs have been unable to grow the business, many think a link with a larger entity would spur Twitter's potential. Guess who wrote that and guess when? Kara Swisher. Kara Swisher, 2016. Same thing. And when Salesforce and Google Swisher, are Disney. The jungle cat. I'm just saying, you could write that sentence. The sultan of Calorama. That sentence could be written. Let me introduce sentence. you to my seventh wife. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying the same sentence could be written today. This has been this has been an issue since way back when with this company. Always. Anyway, good. Predictions. It's time for Twitter to command the space it occupies. Exactly. It's been a disaster for shareholders. Stand up straight, Twitter. And Stand up straight. Yeah. Speaking of standing up straight, one thing we want to say, we had a lot of responses to our interview with John McWhorter. We love hearing from our listeners. Some people were upset. Let's talk about what we hope to gain from our guests. Uh, and Scott, you can weigh in in a second. Hosting people doesn't mean you agree with them. And I very openly disagreed with him. I disagreed with his definition of cancel culture. I disagreed with his supposed targets of cancel culture. I disagreed with his conclusions. We have a, and Scott was was much more in agreement with him, uh, but but uh, but had a really great discussion. We've had lots of smart people on the show, and smart people can disagree. Even Scott and I, like today, frequently disagree. We're very obstreperous today. Now there was a review in the um, in the Washington Post, uh, which said, and I thought it was quite good. I think you should go read it. McWhorter never engages in any of the actual uh, cultish movements that are threatening American democracy. He likewise never engages and actual religions, the ones that uh, get tax breaks and Supreme Court justices who hold power to take away human rights from pregnant people and civil rights from the LGBTQ community. McWhorter managed in the course of 200 pages to claim the woke are perpetrating a reign of terror, a phrase he uses twice, but devoted only three paragraphs I counted to the actual insurrectionists who attacked the Capitol and tried to overthrow the government. Again, you could debate that opinion, but it's good to do so. Um, one thing that we can agree on, how our society balances free speech, justice, and accountability and is an unresolved issue and deserves debate. So we'll keep debating smart people on the show with curiosity, courage, kindness, and um, questioning. Scott, what do you say to all this? Well, my question is more for you, and that is, do you feel the need to issue these non-apology apologies, apologies when we inf- offend conservatives? Uh, yes, why yes. are we apologizing for uh, this? Because I actually get— Because we had a centrist no, on the show? Well, some people don't think he is. So I just—I think it's good debate. When people push back on us, we should say we're trying to have really interesting debates on the show. It's not an apology. It's not an apology by any means. It's an answer. But to, why do we need to clarify It's not a that? clarification. We we're do? not saying we shouldn't. We, we liked having him on the show. We thought he was great. It's not a clarification. And by the way, that post, yeah. that post review— yeah. You know, I felt it was unfair. It basically said something to the effect of that he has elevated the term racist to a compliment. Mm-hmm. I have never heard him in no, any way. I, agree. I felt that, that. I mean, and by the way, that's fine. They're allowed to do that and we can discuss it. But I don't. And here's the thing. Centrists, centrists are really vulnerable because if we had some total whack job from the right on, we would just write them off. But when a centrist comes no, on, oh, no, again, throw them into the purity fire. No, no, we would discuss it. That is not true. John McBorders, this is an important dialogue. I agree. I agree. Let me reassure you, even if we have John McWhorter on, your Master of Fine Arts book club is going to invite no, you back. No, I do not. You know what? Once again, you act like I spend a lot of time <laughs> in political debates. I think we respond to lots of letters. I think it's good. I'm just, I, I'm trying to support your whole point, Scott. And as usual, you're okay. uh, cutting me off at the knees, but it's not. You are making, no. 
Well, no, I'll say we. We are making Professor McWhorter's point right yeah, now. No, we're not. There That's, needs to be more tolerance yes. and less sensitivity yes. around That's robust my dialogue. Point here. Scott. Okay, good. Then we agree. No, we don't agree because the dog like, Cousteau is taking you down in his shark cage. You're trying to pull out all kinds of words on me to try to look. What was the one you used back there? You used purity, purity test on Chris Cuomo. Salt, he is salt in a, the calorama. He, he lied to his bosses and he committed journalistic <laughs> malpractice. It is not a purity oh. test. Thank you. You're, Thank you. This is just to show you. Just this to show you. This is what you're going to get here. We do not agree on things, and yet we and yet we endure. And I'm staying at his apartment this week in New York, and I'm going to trash the place. I'm going to put Claire on the couch with grape juice. That's my, that's my plan. Good segue. <laughs> that's Good segue. <laughs> you got out of that day. You got out of that house, that fun house. I'm not in fast. any danger. Anyway, well- You know, I have a climbing wall. Claire, what? Claire, what? I have a, Claire so young. What? I have a climbing wall. Oh my God. Wall. You know, I have, have to be honest wall. with you. Amanda's a little worried that your apartment is like a, a danger zone for children. <laughs> that there could be sharp edges. A lot of sharp edges. Yeah, sharp I like edges. that Northern European know, danger for children. I was like, didn't you like his other house? She loved your house, by the way, in Florida. But uh, she's worried about that. And I said, do not worry, but I'm bringing in all the all the soft things you put on edges of tables just to stick them there. <laughs> no, no, no. Just wrap Claire in bubble wrap and everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I appreciate it, and uh, I will. Uh, I will. That's I will take pleasure. pictures from there. Uh, I'll do woke pictures from there. Like I'll have all, all the woke people like in, it. and we'll drink your expensive champagne. Like anyway, we'll be back on. That's the show. That's the obstreperous show for today. We'll be back on Tuesday for more. Read us out, Scott. Today's show was produced by Lara Naim and Evan Engel and Taylor Griffin. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Mia Silverio. Ernie Intertot engineered this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or if you're an Android user. Check us out on Spotify or, frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Box Media. We'll be back next Friday for another breakdown of all things tech and business. What is our job in the media? What is our job in academia? It's to provoke a debate such that we damage that muscle in between your ears. And regardless of where you end up, you make better, more thoughtful, more empathetic decisions. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep doing that. Don Cousteau. Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Whether you're exploring space, making pizza, or producing a podcast like this one here, chances are your team is marching into the AI-generated horizon. Atlassian Intelligence is unleashing a new era of teamwork. You can use Atlassian's AI-powered products for everything from brainstorming ideas to finding information to summarizing huge documents, all by using normal, everyday language. Atlassian AI-powered software like Jira and Confluence help teams accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how you can transform teamwork with the power of AI at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.